I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters, news, interviews, and matters that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. Now let's get on with some news. This week, Volusia County Council and several city commissions and councils held their first budget and tax rate hearing. So yesterday, Volusia County Council tentatively adopted a general fund ad valorem tax rate of 3.39 mills, which is lower than the rolled back rate of 4.41 mills, but because of new accounting procedures, the public safety tax rate, 1.45 mills, is now added, which totals 4.84 mills. Now today's guest interview, tax collector Will Roberts, He'll explain that further, but I might add there was extensive discussion at yesterday's council meeting regarding the Blue Forever millage rate as well as capital projects. Now the council will hold their final budget hearing on September the 19th at 6.05 p.m. Now make sure to check out the chart attached to my email for dates and times of upcoming budget hearings. Now, several entities on that chart have a PowerPoint link to provide further information, but this is your opportunity to speak up about next year's budget and tax rate. Next item, yesterday, County Coastal Division Director Jessica Fentress told council members the county will concentrate on sand placement and dune nourishment projects. With funding from a $37 million grant from the Florida Department of Environmental Protection. Now, several dredging projects are already underway and Fentress further pointed out that since the hurricane, the county has reopened 71 of 141 dune walkovers and has installed four miles of sand-filled trap bags to temporarily fortify the coastline, and that 16 of 17 coastal parks are now opened. Seawall repairs are ongoing and that upcoming fall and winter repair projects include Sunsplash Park seawall repair, Delia Park ramp replacement, and Ed Peck Park repairs, as well as other projects. And the county will still pursue additional federal funding. Next item, at last night's meeting, Port Orange City Council appointed Glenn Smith to their Environmental Advisory Board. 
and Port Orange Council is also working to upgrade maintenance of their drainage system, which includes canals, ponds, and access to river in order to prevent flooding during inclement weather. And they also reviewed the number of residents in the city's flood zone and how it relates to a $15 increase in their storm water management fee. And I might add that other cities throughout the county were also considering a storm water management fee. Next item, the U.S. Senate returned to Washington yesterday after a month-long recess. And with the House returning, their first order of business will be funding the government before a September 30th deadline or face a government shutdown. Now, I spoke last week with Congressman Michael Waltz, and he stated that this spending deadline was his main concern upon returning. Now, with the Democrat Senate and Republican House far apart from agreement regarding spending priorities, and the real drama will play out in the House where Speaker McCarthy has to get votes from the Conservative Freedom Caucus. And again, it's somewhat reminiscent of last June's showdown on whether to extend the debt ceiling. And actually, what can this do to the stock market? What kind of an impact will it have? And by the way, on a somewhat related note, the Federal Reserve Board meets September the 19th and 20th to determine what to do about interest rates. So, don't touch that dial. And for some upcoming meetings, the Volusia Affordable Housing Advisory Committee meets Wednesday, September 13th, 5 p.m. at the Volusia Housing and Grants Office. Now that's 110 West Ridge Avenue, just across the street from the County Administration Building, just next to the uh, parking lot. And that Volusia Elected Officials Roundtable meets Monday, September the 18th, 9 a.m. at Daytona International Airport. The agenda will be forthcoming, but I highly recommend that you attend this meeting. It'll be well worth your time. And I might add that the Port Orange South Daytona Chamber is holding a mini job fair and apprenticeship expo on Thursday, September 14th, 12 noon to 4 p.m. at the Riverside Pavilion, and that's 3431 South Ridgewood Avenue in Port Orange. And this will be in conjunction with Career Source Flagler Volusia. And for more information, call Barbara Ann Hagen at 761-1601. And Barbara asked me to 
mention at their leadership kickoff and annual reception will take place this Monday, September the 11th, 5 to 7 p.m. at the C.C. and Hyatt Brown Museum of Art. Okay, we're glad to have our guest interview today, and this is the Lucia Tax Collector, Will Roberts. Now let me add that the Tax Collector Office started with Amendment 10 that was voted upon by State Constitutional Amendment in 2018. Correct. So, Will, can you tell us a little bit more about Tax Collector Office? Yeah, we, uh, so we're, the elected tax collector position was a part of Amendment 10 in 2018 that was passed by the state of Florida and the Volusia County residents. So it is a newly elected office. It's the first elected tax collector office in Volusia County in 50 years because when we enacted our home rule charter way back in 1970, uh, 50 years ago, it was, um, there was a, specific paragraph in there that abolished the elected tax collector position. Amendment 10 brought it back and it mandated that all 67 counties of the state of Florida have an elected tax collector along with the other four uh, constitutional offices, the sheriff, the property appraiser, the clerk of the circuit court, and the supervisor of elections. Uh, now, as far as the tax collector office goes, we're, um, we're revenue based, obviously, because we are in the tax collection business. Uh, but we do a lot of things uh, with, we're an agent for us, for the state. Um, as I like to tell my customers and my employees is that we basically have our community from cradle to grave because we issue birth certificates in our Dunland office, soon to be our South Daytona office as well. And that's working with the Florida Department of Health. And then we issue uh, IDs as young as five years old, which in this day and time, I'm actually encouraging people to get an ID for uh, wow. younger people because it actually in today's society, it's not a bad idea to have an identification where you can give it to, uh, say, a, a police officer to get that you know information out there quickly. Um, and then when you get your learner's permit at 15. You come back to our office and you get that taken care of. Driver's license, uh, as soon as you you know do all your appropriate stuff with the permit, then you come back in, get your driver's license at 16 or older. And then uh, when you get your first motor vehicle, we send you the vehicle registration. We, we deal with all that. And then as soon as you buy your first property, your first home, you know that's that's us as well you get you get your property tax bill from us and then you know in the fortunate event when somebody passes away uh, they bring in the death certificate to in the ID or driver's license or whatever else that they may need to end with the death certificate so we have them from cradle to grave we're a very important part of this community well, I thought I knew you. I didn't know you were that busy, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. We are very busy. Uh, well, uh, well, yesterday, okay, County Council, they had uh, the first run at the budget, their first public hearing on the fiscal year 2023 budget, though. But this year, with new accounting, though, there's a new taxing authority, and that is the Public Safety Fund. 
Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yes, that is the new taxing authority that is all across the state of Florida. And the long story short of it, 2017, the Alachua County Sheriff moved something from their, say their capital budget to their personnel budget. And the Board of County Commissioners said, you can't do that without our authorization. So they took them to court. Um, And then the lower court said sheriff, the appellate court said sheriff, the Supreme Court said county, and then House Bill 3 was enacted and it had legislation in there where it gave the authority to the sheriff to uh, get a taxing authority. And then, so what that is, it's the sheriff's fund. Thank God it was not named the fines and forfeiture fund because that's actually what it's also known as or what it's technically known as is the fines and forfeiture fund. I couldn't imagine the phone calls we would have gotten if it would have said that versus the public safety fund. So when you see that on your tax bill, just understand that will be the sheriff's fund. And if you combine the county and the sheriff's fund, that's actually what the county would have done last year. So they were at 4.84 last year. They're at 4.84 this year, and it's 1.45 mils for the sheriff. And I believe they go back to that. Uh, they come back with that uh, on September the 19th for the final budget hearing. Yes, such. sir. Okay. Uh, that said, you also uh, deal with concealed weapon licensing? Correct. And the state of Florida is still issuing those, those despite the fact that we now do have constitutional carry in the state of Florida. But here's my recommendation. If you plan to travel out of state with your weapon, there are 38 states that reciprocate and allow you to travel as long as you have a state of Florida concealed weapons license. So you can travel to those states and have a concealed weapon in those states as long as you have the concealed weapons license. The other thing about having a concealed weapons license is that you can buy a weapon the same day rather than waiting the three-day mandatory waiting period. If you have the concealed weapons license, you can pick it up the same day. If you do not, you have to wait the three days. Oh, that's new. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm hearing more about, like, say, property assessed clean energy loan program. Pace, tell me more about that. Yes, so that is a um, a plan by the state of Florida uh, way back in the day. uh, As early as 2008, they were talking about getting this. And so 2010, it became legislation and it became enacted. So they allow, so what this means is the state of Florida is trying to allow property owners to fortify their home to better energy efficiency. And that sort of goes along with their state comprehensive plan okay. of better, better energy efficiency and more reliance on renewable or sustainable energy and less, uh, you know, less dependency on fossil fuels. So that's the state comprehensive plan and their goal to do that. Um, here, here's what's happening in the state of Florida right now, though, and, and this is my cautionary tale that goes along with that. So one company in particular, Florida Pace Funding Agency, 
has decided that it can go anywhere in the state of Florida without an interlocal agreement, which is not the way the statute is written. You have to have the interlocal agreement to be considered a local government to be able to operate in the county and or the cities that you operate in. There are five cities in Volusia County that do have an interlocal agreement with Pace Companies, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Daytona Beach Shores, Port Orange, New Smyrna Beach, Edgewater, and Orange City. Now, the rest of the 16 cities do not, and the county does not. Now, what Florida Pace has done, has they have come into Volusia County, and for reference, so we've been doing this since 2010, right? We had 99 total on the tax roll last year for 2022. Wow. 99 total. So that's that's all we had. And 40 of those were Florida Pace. This year alone, Florida Pace has over 190 assessments in Volusia County, including areas where they do not have an interlocal agreement. Mm-hmm. So we were going to court about this because they filed a writ of mandamus, which is trying to force me to collect, but we'll take it to the court and let the courts decide. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm standing up for my citizens, residents and taxpayers, and um, you know I'm trying to do what the Florida statute tells me to do and following the Florida statute um, as it's written. So it is, it is an interesting conundrum. The intent of Florida PACE or the intent of the PACE program in the state of Florida is a good intent. But here's, here's where I've seen some abuses both by the contractor and then not, not a consumer protection part on the financing authority. So I've seen in Ormond Beach a $70,000 asphalt shingle roof for a 2,000 square foot home or less. That's kind of ridiculous for a single, you know, yeah. single family home. Um, yeah. That's that's a large amount for that. So another one was in Edgewater where they do have an interlocal agreement. So I am required, and you know, per that interlocal interlocal agreement, I will be collecting. But they um, they charge this gentleman seventy thousand dollars for impact windows. There is no way that impact windows cost $70,000. And then uh, the other example that I have, it was a, a count in the county, in, a, in the unincorporated, count, unincorporated county, and they charged or they financed $45,000, and the permit was only for $34,000. So I'm trying to figure out where that other $11,000 went. So it's just examples like that and, and people that I don't fully and completely agree that they understand that it's going sure. on their tax bill. It, and here's my other observation is that mainly 90% of these are going to more than double the tax, property tax bill for each one of these parcel owners and property owners and homeowners and what does that do that that a if they have a mortgage 
that bumps up their escrow that they have to keep. Yeah. And if they're not prepared for that already this year, which they may not be because their property tax was, you know, half, <laughs> then they're not they're not going to have the money or the funds in escrow to be able to pay for that. And then they'll have to be backing up escrow and paying even more to the mortgage company every month. So it's, it's just the things that I've seen like that, that, uh, cause caution. Uh, cause I, I, you know, my main responsibility is collecting taxes, but I would also like to protect the citizens, residents, and taxpayers of Volusia County from losing their home because that is not good for Volusia County as a whole. Never knew that. Yes. Wow. It is, it is an interesting situation, but hopefully we'll, um, you know, follow, we're following Florida statute. So that's hmm. what we hope will prevail. All right. Your locations that you have right now, the land. Yes. yes. We have a, it, and it's almost full service. We do have driver's license uh, in Deland. Now we only offer, um, you know, address changes or renewals in our Deland office. Then we have our Orange City office, which is a full service office. You can go in there and uh, pay your property tax, get a vehicle registration, get a um, driver's license. Um, we do not offer road tests there. Now, what we're very excited about though is opening a new Deltona location off 1200 Deltona Boulevard. Okay. Uh, in that plaza, we're um, just south of Family Health Source. Um, so we're we're looking forward to being a part of that community. And if, if you didn't know, Deltona is our biggest city in Volusia County with 99,000 residents. And we haven't had a presence there for people to be able to pay their property tax, get their motor vehicle registration, get their driver's license, and we will have road tests there, which will be nice, because currently we only have road tests in our South Daytona office, um, which is also a full service office. Um, Daytona is our um, another office where we do offer driver's license services, but we only offer the um, address changes and renewals in that office. But we have relieved some of the pressure off our South Daytona and Orange City offices by allowing that in Deland and Daytona. And then New Smyrna Beach is our one of our smallest offices. We do only have seven stations there, um, so therefore we can only do tax tag and title in that location because we don't have the room for the driver's license equipment because it requires two printers and camera and all that stuff so we we don't have the room in that location currently we are currently trying to find a bigger location so we can provide full service uh, all all things related to tax collector and you know it's um you know southeast volusia is a very growing yeah. area so we're looking forward to being able to provide more service down there this has been interesting. I mean, really has. So any closing comments that you want to share with us? Yes, I just I just want to say um, thank you to the Volusia County residents, citizens, and taxpayers for trusting us with um, all their needs from birth certificate, IDs, driver's license, motor vehicles, property tax. Um, you know, if you have any questions, please come by one of our offices or call us or email us. Um, we are available vctaxcollector.org. That's vctaxcollector.org. 
um, and we look forward to serving our uh, people and we our, our mission in life is to change the way Volusia County residents experience government services. Well, we sure appreciate it. Thank yes, you sir. so much. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jim. And to finish up, wanted to say our U.S. debt is still at $32.6 trillion and growing every day. And to look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter, which is being emailed tomorrow. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140. And my $1,000 guarantee still stands. And in closing, I'd like again to thank our law enforcement officers out there in the community working all hours of the day, including holidays and weekends, in order to keep us safe. They're having to do those unpleasant tasks that none of the rest of us would want to do. So folks, keep up the good work. This is Jim Cameron saying God bless and roll tide.